Hey Caleb, should God be applauded for hell? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. This is The Christian Artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. My name is Hannah. Hannah is back for another episode. What? Hopefully this will be a recurring thing because, uh, you know, she's back for the summer and She's one of the only people who like is passionate about doing this podcast with us. So it's like, yes, all. we will take it. Yeah. <laughs> or crazy enough. Or crazy enough, that's true. Yeah, you can't really decide. <laughs> so Connor, after <laughs> laying that whopper down, <laughs> let's uh what what is our kind of format for today? It's called the Hodge Podcast. No, the Hodge Podcast. Hodge Come Podgecast. on, Connor. Um this is Becca Harper's idea. Say hello, Becca. She's sitting in the corner, not not coming on the podcast. Yeah, with us. That's okay. Interact. She gave She's us a great idea. She's enjoying the view of the lake. Yes, yeah. she. We are at Hannah's the family's cottage in Milton. Um, I don't know why I specified that it was in Milton because probably you don't care or know where Milton is, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, so, right. so today we're kind of just gonna go back and forth and talk about different like. I don't know, random theological concepts or quotes or talk about, you know, different little snippets of story ideas or songwriting ideas. We're just kind of go go with whatever comes to our minds and just see what happens. So uh, after laying that whopper down, Connor, um, let's dig into it. Go ahead and say it again. What is the question? Should God be applauded for hell? And you should explain what you're, what, what, what that's driving at. Should God be applauded for creating hell? For creating hell? Yeah, for sending people to hell. I Should mean, God be applauded for that? I mean, I guess the simple answer is yes, because I mean, it's if if we didn't, then then we're saying that God did something wrong. So I think um, a distinction there is that is like the question: Is hell a real place, or is when I think hell, I think absence of God? That so, is a biblical myth. That's a biblical. But myth. what would yes. you describe it as, Ankar? Eternal damnation and destruction. Which is the absence of God. No. Well, okay, in some sense it is, That's but the absence of God's, like, it's the, pres- it's preservation. Not, okay, it is not the absence yes, of God's. The absence of God's, the absence of God's preserving God's power on our lives. It's, 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 yeah, that all of that stuff. It's, it inst- is. But instead, it's not that the absence of God, it's instead having the wrath of God and the judgment of God. Yeah there instead of the mercy and grace of God and so on. So it is not the absence hell is not the absence of God. The absence of God is something that doesn't exist because God is everywhere. Because that kind of goes to the question is God in hell? If God's everywhere, why that is God be, in hell? That would be Well, that's the thing. If if we just if we describe hell as eternal death and damnation and destruction, then yes, because nature that's one of god's but again it's 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 not that god is in hell because that doesn't make any sense it's but god is present in hell it doesn't mean that he does is, it say that anywhere in scripture though is there an actual verse you could point to i, I don't know I, if i, I, I go will, as far to say I that do so when you say that that makes it sound like it's a place yeah and i don't and think i, I think can, it's less but i think it's less of uh, well like a physical place i think it's less a physical place and more of a state of being yeah because you're i don't accept yes. that you know what i mean like it's eternal death i mean hmm. okay lake now we have to think of that's what i'm thinking lake of fire versus hell i don't know i don't think i think this the, i think the question goes farther than we have the time to dig into uh, we have time 
Well, so was that just a random question? Did I have? No, there's, there's not a que- that's not a question in here. Oh, really? You just yeah. randomly decided to yeah, say I it? Just okay. ask that. All right. <laughs> just decided All to right. drop that box. Because I guess how I've always thought about it is that the God's judge side mm-hmm. is what is in what is hell? I don't think of it as a physical place, I guess. Like, how you can... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay, so the Lake of Fire, from what we know of the Lake of Fire, it is a thing that people get thrown into. But but how much of the Bible could be considered as poetic? Yeah, that's... Could that just be... Is that in Revelation, mm-hmm. the Lake That is in Revelation, So yes. is that... Well, okay, that was not specific... That was not talking about um, the things with... Um, the beast and the mark and all that stuff, which is very obviously talking about, I mean, if you actually look at the eschatology there, and we could go into a long conversation about this, but we won't. I'll just link the the episode where we kind of touched on this a little bit um, way back when. But uh, that kind of stuff is talking about Nero and AD 70 when Jerusalem is destroyed and so on and so forth. The, the stuff that happened, that already happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Left Behind right. is not the real eschatology that we're pointing towards but the lake of fire is talking about the last judgment and jesus final return and all of that stuff which hasn't happened yet and it's very obviously haven't hasn't happened yet um because then everyone would be in heaven or hell or whatever but um i don't know is the question is the answer here if god is in hell or not no, if like a fire is a specific place, or if it's symbolic, oh. or what? Well, I don't think we're supposed to know. What we need to understand is that hell is not its own entity. It's not hell is not the enemy per se. Right. We're not, okay, I see what you're saying. I think that's the most important thing. Hell doesn't consume us. Right. God sends us there. Right. I think that is probably the most important thing to get away from this. It's not okay. Should we argue about whether or not? Yes, let's it's create a place divisions of the church, whatever, whether yeah, or not no. hell is a place or not. <laughs> no, this is essential to salvation, you no. guys. We must get the church. But it's important to, to realize that hell hell is not its own entity. Satan is not trying to get us, and in, in, in then God is like, oh, no, but I, I need to save you, you know, that kind of thing. It's God isn't like, oh, dang it, Satan won. <laughs> yes. It's along the lines of we are the enemy of God, and we are either... We either repent of our sins and, and become a friend of God. Then only become then become a friend of God, or we have always been, you know we have always been an enemy of God and we deserve eternal judgment. So I mean we're just getting what we deserve from God. So either way, I mean it, it it's God as the active party is the main point there. The other thing about is hell a physical or I think it's a spiritual place so that's what I've always thought do you well I mean know we, God doesn't send our physical bodies there we get exactly. new bodies so that's he them I mean we're, we're well souls. okay but, but this is the thing people in hell get new bodies this is the so. thing though yeah. okay we have to think about okay if we're talking about in um, in what's the word contrast in contrast to the new heavens and the new earth if we're living in the new heavens and the new earth are we getting only new spiritual bodies or new physical bodies i'm pretty sure it specifies that we are going to get new physical bodies new glorious bodies because jesus had yeah, a new yeah, physical that, body. No, i agree with that but then is it the same thing with i don't think going to hell no i don't think there's a need to i, I okay i don't know if this is taking this actually from scripture once but i i there seems to be a thought implanted in my head that i, I learned once that um, 
well, everyone gets new glorious bodies, but then you're sent if you're sent to hell or whatever, it's just that body continually being judged and destroyed or whatever, but then you can't die because you can't permanently die die like oh, cease from existing because would, of that body. I don't think you need a new body. It's just it sends your spirit to hell. I don't yeah, you don't need There's to no be in your physical body to. I think we're getting into metaphys- metaphysics yeah, that we need yeah. to study more <laughs> to actually have. I don't think we can understand what educated guesses. On. I don't think we can make a chart of hell yeah. bodies like I'm- <laughs> a chart of hell bodies. Oh dear, the anatomy of hell bodies. One oh one. That sounds like a book. Ooh, that's an interesting good, book really title. Good title to a book. I don't know what it would be about. But will it be about hell bodies? <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking about like as a fantasy book. They're in that yeah, Anyway, wow. Okay, wait, that, back to the initial question. That was crazy. Should he be applauded? Should I he don't be applauded? Think, um, I don't think applaud is the right term. Well, is do we that applaud you God made up heaven? that question? No. Or? Okay. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering why he chose applaud, but I guess we'll never know. Um, but I think in the sense that God is following his nature that yes but I mean I think you should I, I, I am going to say that I think you sh- he should be applauded for heaven and for hell because I don't think we should applaud when people go to hell no 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 it's it's not oh yay that person went to hell they got what they deserve I mean it's a sadness there obviously it's like oh wow you you never came to Christ and you were living in your selfishness and you just never you know gave up of that but it's also all right God has shown righteous judgment, and he has displayed his glory in that way. And they're, okay, we can applaud that. Mm-hmm. That he is who he says he is. Yes, but, but again, God applaud- is, and even if, even when God sends people to hell and judges them, it's not that he gets, he doesn't get his jollies off of that. Yeah. It's, it's a righteous thing. It's a thing that is an indignant thing. Like, you know, you deserve this judgment, but... God's still sad about it. God doesn't want to send people to hell. It's very clear in scripture that he wants people to come to salvation. We shouldn't applaud the person's choice in being sent to hell. We should applaud the fact that God gives them a choice whether or not to go to heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. And also that he isn't going to let evil people who never repented of their sins into heaven. Yes. Yes. We should applaud God for not allowing those people to, you know... Not giving not them giving off them, the hook. Yeah, yeah, not giving them a reward. Yeah. Okay, so where this actually came from was we, where the the sermon we went to River Hills last. Right. Um, that was a where, while ago. Yeah, Pastor John Aaron White was talking about that. And you, basically he said, you know, God should be praised for hell. Like, why would we not? Like, God made hell, so, mm-hmm. and we praise God for everything else. Why would we not praise God for hell? Um, and then the whole thing of, uh, like you don't hear songs about you know, right, right. God's justice of how he sends people to hell. We don't praise God for that mm. because that's scary. <laughs> like he basically said, when's the last time you heard a song, a worship song about, you know, God sending people to hell? <laughs> like, But it's just as worthy of worship. Yes. It's then not, not the fact that people go to again, hell, yeah, but the, the fact, fact that, that, well, God sends people to hell for the for justice. Yeah. Justice sake. sake. Yeah. That, there, that God is a God of justice, and we should praise that. Yes. There isn't a song, I, I guarantee you, there is not a song that specifically talks about God's justice and hell, and that specifically and only. Yeah. 
Like, there are songs in worship songs that'll mention Plenty once, hey, are- God is just, God is powerful, God is strong. But we never talk about hell, because why would we worship, you know, God for hell? That doesn't make any sense, right? But it does. Yeah. yeah. Everything that God does should be praised, because God is God. Because if we're not praising him for it, then we're we're involuntarily... Uh, saying God, saying you're that, wrong. Yeah, that you, I didn't like that thing you did. <laughs> not that like if you okay, you just forget to praise God for something. That's not like a malicious thing. But if you're specifically like, I don't want to sing us. I don't want to praise God for for justice for hell. That's you saying, well, I don't agree with you, God. <laughs> but anyway, okay, I think we've we got that nailed pretty well. <laughs> um, let's go to an artsy thing, Hannah. I was thinking about my Wednesday wisdom that I posted. I don't know if you saw that. I did see it. I commented on it. Did I, you? I did not. You did not see the comment yet. I, I, I imagine. But... No. Um, it was night and day are very different, yet together they make um, the sunrise and the sunset. So I came up with that. I almost put my name on it, but I thought that'd be presumptuous. I didn't want to do that. I just I want mean, people to enjoy. The I think you should have not have quotation marks yeah. on it. You should have just written it. Wednesday wisdom colon and then well I like I don't know I like no I know what you're saying but like if you're going to quote yourself on Facebook you should not have quotations it should just be the writing because you're just saying it (laughs) well it's like me speaking so everyone knows I'm saying my wisdom not my wisdom just wisdom I want to share so I yeah I like that I think it should be a song I I don't know Oh, that specifically? I mean, okay, so... I just thought of that last night, actually. The, um... Or not the quote, but it being a song. Um, what's it called? The song by Sleeping At Last, um... Oh, Uneven Odds. Oh. That's what the whole theme of that song is. Really? Yes. I don't know if I've ever listened to it. It's, uh, the chorus goes, Maybe your your light is a seed and the darkness of the dirt. In spite of these uneven odds, beauty lifts from the earth. And the last line is... You're much too young. Yeah, you're much too young now. But I'll write these words down. Darkness exists to make light truly count. Yes, I yes. Have heard that. Song. That's what I I commented on your post. Um, oh, okay. No, because I've had that one. I. That's that's, that is one like, of my favorite sleep. A couple songs. It's years so ago, I think I thought of that one. And I think it makes but okay when we think try to think I'm when we try to pick that apart theologically. It doesn't make sense in terms of, oh, good and evil. Like, the only reason that evil exists well, is to make good count. But I think it works with struggle Yeah. and I guess the I wasn't thinking good and evil. I was just and, thinking and differences. Yes, yes, exactly. And that works. Yeah. And, I, and that's why I like that song. Because it's like darkness, like hard things that happen in your life, like mm-hmm. struggles, exist to make your light truly count. Is to make... Your light shine brighter. That is a, a good theological concept. But, I mean, saying that, and, and I've heard people say that the only reason evil exists in the world is to make good gooder, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> because the only reason evil exists is because we made it exist by, or, or brought it into our lives. Yes, but through. God as a causative allowed evil to yes, exist. Yes, he allowed God evil to exist, evil. but the reason evil is a thing that is so prevalent in our yeah, world it was, today it was because is of our because choice, of our choice. Yes. God could have changed it, but he chose not to. Yes. So, evil exists to give glory to God. So it is actually true, then. Darkness does exist to make light truly count, even with evil, yeah, because... the only good thing even if we didn't ever choose, is God. Yes, even if we didn't choose, or even if we didn't choose evil in the Garden of Eden, the fact that it was there 
still makes God more good. Yeah. Wow, that's actually true. I was thinking about it in the terms of, oh, evil things are necessary. Uh-huh. But that's not true. It's, it's that evil as a causative, as a possibility, exists to give glory to God. Which but is I true. I think God could have glory without evil. Oh, he could have, yes. But he, he, he again, we don't understand how God works <laughs> fully. Um, so w- w- I don't... You because know. What, when I think giving glory to God, I think of living by his standards and being like, like Adam and Eve were like one with God or whatever spiritually. And I think mm-hmm. that's what gives glory to him, not the, oh, look at this awful thing. No, 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 absolutely. But, I'm, what I'm saying is the, okay, the, the fact that God gave, gave Adam and Eve a choice at the beginning gave more glory to him than if he had not given them a choice. Yeah. The fact that he allowed them to have... is that giving him glory or is that just an observation of God's nature? It both, any observation of God's nature gives glory to God. I mean, why would he do something I that mean, doesn't give him every, No, glory? this is the thing. Literally, everything that God does, the ultimate purpose of it is to give glory to himself. When you really get down to it. I guess that's like... Okay. You know what I mean? Because he but is, a, but but, but it's not because he's selfish or arrogant or whatever. It's because he is the most holy, good thing ever, and anything that is him is amazing. And by gl- magnifying that, by glorifying that, it's more goodness. And so, any human glory given to God is be- ultimately beneficial to the human. Because you were giving glory to God. And, and one of my favorite quotes, John Piper's kind of theme for his entire ministry is, um, uh, God is most glorified in us when we, are, when we are most satisfied in him. And it's, this, it's always this cycle of the more we give glory to God, the more satisfied we are with only with Christ and Christ alone. And the more we are satisfied with Christ and Christ alone, the more glory we give to God. It's it's awesome. I, that just sounds so based on the human there to me. No, but it's it's not because ultimately God is the source of all goodness. And if we're... That's the point of seeking after God. I mean, okay, the point of seeking after God ultimately in our state right now is that we have sinned and we are enemies of God and we need to be reconciled to him. But ultimately, when you go back to Adam and Eve, the purpose of their existence was to give glory to God. And as a benefit of that, they were satisfied with God. And they had satisfaction purely and wholly because of that relationship. It's not that we are seeking God to get that benefit. It's that when nobody we... seeks after God, to just clarify. Exactly. That's kind of where I was going. It's, it's when we yeah. seek after God, we get that benefit as a side result. Which is why God commands us to seek after him. Because he knows it will be ultimately benefit us. It's not that God is like this. He knows that when we serve him, we will have the worst life possible. But he's going to command it anyway. It's he commands us to repent and serve him. Because by doing so, he is giving us the... He is allowing us to have the most fulfillment we could ever have. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. But he enables us to... Yeah, it, well, exactly, yeah. yes. I'm I glad just, like, I am glad you are specifying that because lots of people don't. <laughs> yeah. So faith and faith alone and it's only given yes. by God. God. Yep. We can't create in ourselves which faith is something that I really really appreciate about Luther, the Lutheran theology. <laughs> it's ingrained yes, in me. Yes, <laughs> I know it is. Oh man. But again, like when when we make statements and I know we're going long on this, but 
when we make statements about we need to choose God and we need to seek after God, those are true statements. But because the Bible says because so. the Bible says those are things that happen. But ultimately, at the source of it, it's God giving us the ability to do that. But when you're evangelizing to someone, what good is it going to do to them to say, all right, you can do this, but only if God lets you. So you just got to wait for that to happen. You just tell them, you just tell them God's commandment, seek after me, repent of your sins. And if they do it or not, that's up to God. And then we leave it on God's hands. Our, our job is to, com- is to tell them of that commandment, tell them of that responsibility that they have. So, okay. I could talk a little bit about Lutheran. No, go ahead. Yeah. On that if you want. Um, so that that's a really good point that you can't just say like this is god's gonna do this and you just have to wait around so like lutheran theology would say that when you're like baptism that's when god starts that work in the person so that's the sacrament between god's spirit right the holy spirit and then the physical aspect that you can see so that would be the mark of this is like God's working in your life. Now. You're talking about physical baptism or the combination of spiritual like, and physical okay. or just the spiritual baptism? Well, it's both. Okay. Like Lutheran seed is both, I guess. Okay. So like baptizing babies, the reason that you do that is because that's like you can't, a baby can't decide. Well, no one can decide that they're going to be a Christian right. and especially a baby because they they don't have understand. the faculties. So, yeah. So that's why, I think that's why babies are baptized, just because it's such, like, only God could be doing this, because obviously a baby right. can't learn, and what, or they, they can't learn about theology, Yes, I guess, in that sense. So that's just, like, it totally gets humans out of the way of saying, I did this. So, like, when you're a baby, you can't say, I did this. Like, no, this is totally God doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, that would be the mark of when you would be a evangelizing to someone i guess that okay and i, like, I understand again, that like the other side of that is i believe that you would go to heaven if you aren't baptized yes, yes. so all right as long as we yeah. as long as we're clear on that yeah I, um i think that uh the the way that i think you're kind of flipping causality there or not you but like lutherans in general kind of flipping causality it's like it's more along the lines of god baptism isn't the 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 initial cause of all of those things baptism is a is the end result of a call from the holy spirit if just for an example of a okay, yeah, this person for our argument's sake is going to be a christian ultimately going to be a christian and going to be in the book of life the holy spirit would call them and then they would the holy spirit would start working on their heart and softening their heart and changing their will to be able to give them the ability to repent and to mm-hmm. attain self not obtain salvation but repent so that they can have salvation and have faith in christ that gives them that faith to have in christ um and then baptism is that final all right like spiritual baptism which should be accompanied by physical baptism mm-hmm. as a form of a, a sign that this is my this is what i have done as a symbol for so for that's everyone. like that's where i kind of like this is what i have done mm-hmm. so that's no but but it, but it's, it okay the, the what i, I know see what i mean i know what yeah. you mean what i see baptism as it's not it, it's a it's giving glory to god it mm-hmm. is a it well it's a it's a sign of actual faith in the sense that i cannot go back from this 
and I'm not kind of sneaking into the Christian faith. It's, okay, everyone, I am a Christian. This is how I live now. Keep mm-hmm. me accountable. That's I like what that. I see that yeah. as. Yeah. It, and because it's not a go to the roadside. Well, I mean, it would be go to the road, but it, it's not a go to the middle of the town and dunk yourself in a bathtub and say, guys, look, I'm a Christian. It's you get up in front of your church and you you are baptized mm-hmm. and you say to and it's you say to the congregation this is a sign that you have now have the right to call me out on my crap you now have a right to keep me accountable with being a christian and it, and, and i expect you to do that that is what i see baptism as being uh, the, the physical act of baptism as being whereas the spiritual act is the holy spirit in, in you mm-hmm. that's spiritual baptism and, and then, once again this is why well, the church is so important and, yes um because another thing is like that a lot of Lutheran or Lutheran belief is that baptism is a forgiveness of sins. But then I think there's a distinction between sin, like the original sin that you're born with. I don't know if you've heard of this concept at all. Keep going. Okay. I, I, I the original sin that you're born with is just that you're born without faith. So therefore, right. not having faith is a sin. Okay. Is, if that makes sense. I see well, what you're saying. I'm pretty sure it's in James that says anything that's not from faith is sin. Yes. Yeah. So that's what that's saying. Which is, is that, why everything that someone does outside of being a Christian is sin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So without faith, you're sinning. So it's not necessarily because that's part of like babies. When babies are baptized, obviously they aren't like doing evil things right. and lying and stealing. That's I mean, thing. in Just, some sense they are, but yeah. it's it's not it's a willful thing. It's the original sin. Exactly. That they're it's, born without faith. Yes. So it's not so much that they're getting... Like, there's a, there's a distinction between... They aren't deliberately getting, being selfish. Yeah, it's just that original it's sin. It's the sin nature that they can't they're born change. without faith. Yes. So by but baptism, when they Yes, but when they get into the, the state of being where they can choose this, they willingly participate in Adam's sin. And at mm-hmm. that point, then, yes, they it are... Takes over. They take yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's where, like, the lying and stealing yes. and whatever comes in. So that baptism isn't so much that you're... Well, it is forgiving the sin, but it's, like, by having faith you're no longer part of that old Adam original sin. Right, yes. Well, okay, so that's it's, what it's that being seen is. as you have a new federal head. Mm-hmm. It's it's the concept of federal headship. You were once under Adam's curse, right. Right. and now you are under Jesus's headship. And now you have, Jesus is the federal head of your life. And because you, you have imparted his righteousness, because he is now in charge, you are, he is now the federal head over you, then you now have the ability to make good decisions Mm -hmm. (laughs) and to have faith and to honor God because once you were unable to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, yeah, going back to the baptism, I think I wouldn't see it so much as a forgiveness of sins as a, the Holy Spirit is now, okay, I, I think it's more along the lines of, all right, you have faith in Christ, that the Holy Spirit has been working on your heart and has given you the ability to have faith in Christ. You have faith in Christ the instant you have faith in Christ's sacrifice, you your sins are forgiven because Christ's righteousness is now imputed onto you and now Christ is the federal head of your life. And then the Holy Spirit inf- is infused in you. You now have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And because the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, you are now you have the ability to do good things because ultimately it's not you doing the good thing. It's the Holy Spirit through mm-hmm. you doing the good thing. But that's where... Like, the distinction between the forgiveness of sins. Like, if you see as the absence of faith is sinning, that's where the sin is forgived. But it's not yes, really that yes. it's forgiven. It's just... It's that now you have the... But, 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 but again, so. it's not that you now have no sin ever. 
Yeah. It's that you have been forgiven your sins through Christ's sacrifice. You've been reconciled to the Father. And now the Holy Spirit is living in you, giving you the ability and helping you every single step of the way to honor God with your actions. Mm-hmm. But because you are still You're have an original sin in this body, mm-hmm. you can't get away from that until your body dies. And then you get resurrected like Christ was, and then you have a holy body that does not sin anymore. So, yeah. Wow, we just went through the process of salvation. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get there? We were talking um, about my Wednesday wisdom, and you just got a lot of wisdom there. Well, okay, we kind of, we, we talked about, like, evil and good, and then we somehow started talking a little bit about choosing oh, yeah. God or whatever, and then you're like, oh, but, you know, faith, faith alone, yes. you know, through God alone, and then, oh, and then we, oh, okay, Lutheran theology, oh, well. let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about Lutheran theology, woo. <laughs> yes, but, yeah. There you go. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Next quote. <laughs> oh, you know what we should talk about? Um, because Carly had uh, asked us when we did the first ideal church thing. We won't do the whole I- ideal church podcast now, but I think we should answer her question. And we, we could probably talk about when we do the second part of that episode, what we'll talk about with speaking in tongues in our church, like our ideal church kind of situation. But do you want to just talk real quick about um, what we believe about speaking in tongues? Because she's, she had said, like, you know, she was just curious about what we thought about it because she they do it at her church a lot. Okay. Um, so did we want to play the what video on the podcast? Oh, we can, can't we? Yes, we can. Yeah, go ahead. Just play that. All right, so we're going to go ahead and play this video for you, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it, Okay. Father God, thank you for this heavenly language. What you're hearing is commonly referred to as speaking in tongues, but it's not. It's just gibberish. Nowhere in the Bible are we told to pray like this. In fact, there's not one verse in the Bible that encourages praying in tongues. What about the book of Acts? Well, the gift of tongues was given to share the gospel so everyone could hear it in their own language. What about 1 Corinthians 14? Well, it's there, Paul says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. He doesn't encourage praying in tongues. He's discouraging the practice. But verse 39 says, don't forbid speaking in tongues. Right. And the context is to prophesy, not private prayer. What is the gift of tongues for? It is a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers to hear the gospel spoken in their own language. Read every passage on tongues with that understanding. It's not a prayer language, and it's especially not incoherent babbling. Jesus said, when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the pagans do. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus prayed clear prayers and so should we when we understand the text. And okay, that was specifically about praying in tongues. That, that, uh, that video that we just played. We played the audio of the video. We didn't play the video, as you were probably aware of. Um, but that, so that's talking about specifically praying in tongues, which I feel like is mostly what people think of when they think of speaking in tongues. Um, Hannah, did you watch that video when we posted it on Facebook? The There was a huge brouhaha. There was a huge brouhaha. Um, I missed this. I okay, missed so this. basically it was along the lines well, of I, I praying in tongues of... is never once encouraged 
in Scripture. Praying in tongues specifically. Speaking, speaking in tongues much. is a very different thing, and it, it seems very clear from Scripture, from the, the solid scriptural evidence we have for the act of speaking in tongues, that speaking in tongues was always in a discernible language to someone. Someone understood the language, and it was a gift of the Holy Spirit that was given to, to, to not only reach people who had a different language, but also be assigned to non-believers that this was a miraculous thing that was happening. I personally believe, because, and this might be controversial even with us three, I personally believe that speaking in tongues is no longer a thing at all. I, I think it was an apostolic gift that is now no longer among us. I think it is, and it could be still a gift, but not in the same way. That speaking in tongues is just, is your gift. It's not speaking in tongues. It's just you can speak other languages really well. Like you, you know how to learn other languages really well. That's, I mean, hmm. you can you can shorten that down to something smaller that still can't happen today. Um, and not have it be this huge, you know, a apostolic thing. Apostolic. A- apostolic thing. Apostolic. <laughs> apostolic thing. Apocalyptic. The gift of discerning. The gift of prophesying. Right. Every well, pastor, mm-hmm. that is what they do, is prophesy. Yes. Because they're and, talking and, and about And I, I think there is a difference between... Um, I think there's a difference between the apostolic miracles... And simple spiritual gifts. Yes. Um, there, you know, there are some people who think that there are no more spiritual gifts whatsoever. The Holy Spirit never gives them to anyone anymore. I disagree with that, but I think that the apostolic gifts of miraculous healing, um, speaking in tongues, things like that. Driving out mm-hmm. demons. That sort of well, thing. I know personally people who have yeah. driven out demons, so I would not go so far to say that is a thing that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Yes, like later. Pastor Jeff... Our pastor at our church has been witness to this multiple times when he was in Rockford, mm-hmm. uh, being a pastor there. Mm. And there have been people in Alaska who've been missionaries that we know of who literally, and this is a really simplified version of this story, a fox came up to him and spoke to him and said, we keep secrets here in this town because he had been starting to break through the sexual abuse that had been happening in the town and starting to get towards the this town that this missionary had just started coming to. And there was a lot of darkness there, a lot of bad things that were happening under the radar. And he started to bring it to the light and this fox came up to him and, and literally just talked to him. And this is a credible source. This is a yeah. credible person. I'm not just making this up. And so and he's I, not making this up. I think... He's not a guy to have... Yeah. We, I, I, I trust him. I think that... Those things happen all the time. Obviously, demons are not going to do it in the middle of a public square because that's going to cause... Well, yeah, that, that would be a, a bad thing for demons to do. Demons yes. <laughs> don't want to be known about... They want to convince everyone that they either that they're awesome right, or that they don't exist. That's, that's their job. Yes. Um, and it makes their job way easier when people either open doors to them by actively seeking after them or open doors to them by not believing they exist. Um, and okay. So miraculous healing might still happen, but I think it's more a God thing. Like God is miraculously healing someone someone, than someone specifically coming up and healing you. Because every single instance I've heard of someone miraculously healing someone else has sounds so fake, mm -hmm. so hokey. So I am the person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and I think it's the same kind of thing with speaking in tongues. Like, when people do it, when I, 
hear all these things about people doing it, it just sounds like a selfish thing. And I and I, I know, Carly, you said that your church, people do it at your church. This is what I'm coming at. Like I, the people that I know personally who say they speak in tongues, mm-hmm. I do not respect them even before I learned that they, yeah. they had that because they just seemed like arrogant people who just be spiritual for the display of being spiritual. Mm-hmm. And that just seems like well, an extension of that. Is this something that's done at your church, the speaking in tongues nope. during no. service? Okay. No. Because, well, can we define speaking in tongues? Absolutely, because yes. my experience with speaking in tongues was just like gibberish. Whereas when I think biblically speaking in tongues was as in different languages. Exactly. That actually. Exist, that is what we also are saying. And, and the video that you didn't listen to okay. that we don't actually have right now, but I will put <laughs> in the podcast. Um, it talked about that specifically, okay. how people praying so, in tongues in another language is not biblical and is never once encouraged in scripture. Yes. Speaking in tongues specifically is, is a discernible language. No, the speaking in tongues well, okay, it might be discouraged per se. Praying and, in tongues is discouraged yes, in 1 Corinthians. Yes, praying 14. in tongues is. Just speaking in tongues, when you look at all the scriptural evidence and line it up, it looks as if speaking in tongues was, as you said, a discernible language spoken to a group of people okay. who could understand it. And even if you didn't understand it, it was someone else could. Someone in the crowd right, could. Right. And then another thing, because one church I went to, they just like in the middle of the service, the, someone just starts shouting out gibberish. Uh-huh, yeah. And then at, at college else, or no, um, it was this was a while ago. It was at one of my aunt's churches. Okay. Um, was it a charismatic church? No, it was Assembly of God. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Let me let Somebody me read. Got to do that too. Wait, let wait. me read. Oh, sorry. Um. So this person starts shouting out gibberish, and then someone else is the interpreter saying it in mm-hmm. English. And when he was, like, interpreting in English, he had really bad grammar. And the other part that made me really uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Right there, you just know it's not from God. God has good grammar. I'm pretty sure God has pretty, yeah, solid grammar. Um, (laughs) Because he invented Because he invented grammar. So, anyway, um, the other part that I really didn't like was how emotional it made the service. And any time I think that you put emotions into, like, not that you shouldn't, like, emotions change. So if your emotion while you're worshiping, you're happy, and that's you only worship God when you're happy or whatever, mm. that's a very dangerous place I to see what be. You're I think. Yeah. So that was like part of my extreme discomfort with it. it was I, like I very much agree with that. The sentiment. huge emotional charge that was there, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, listen to him! He's so mm-hmm. amazing!" And what? No, this is. Yeah, what is Wor- going worship on here? worship should be worshipped no matter what emotion, yeah. and whatever emotional state you're in. Um, and when, when you are required, even in in uh, even subconsciously by everyone else to be happy, or else you're not worshiping. And maybe happy is not the right term, but like or, on a spiritual high, right. I guess is yes. what I'm trying to say. Yes. So it was definitely Cre- a Christianity high. is not the spiritual high. Christianity yeah. is the spiritual lows. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a. Uh, Ooh, actually, here's not a- not to say that those things don't happen, but. Those aren't the focus. The focus should always be on the spiritual lows. <laughs> here's a here's a quote from somebody that I don't remember his name. I posted this on Facebook. Might not be credible at all, guys. <laughs> no, no, I posted this on Facebook as a quote of somebody. I'm not gonna I'm gonna be paraphrasing. I don't remember the whole okay. thing in the exact words either. Um, but it was basically um, Christian virtue is not created in the um, in the bad times. Christian virtue is revealed in the bad times. Oh, I saw that quote. I remember you posting that. Yes, I agree. 
because, because it's it's really God, it's the, the medium times. Working in you, yes. you have that virtuous. It's vision. really the medium times that are the ones that are the the day to day drudgery that are the yeah, the main I work that is being done in your life. That. Whereas, and then you get to the and that's what I really what I meant by the spiritual lows, not the spiritual pits. Right. I would say that most of the time we're in spiritual lows, and the spiritual pits are the hard, really hard times, and the spiritual highs are the conferences and the mm-hmm. the really great prayer times with other people and being really encouraged by something that happened. Those are all great, but the middle is where I think that's the a very most work is done by the Holy Spirit. Because if like something very terrible is happening in your life as a Christian, obviously you're going to go to you're God. You're going to go yeah. to God. If something really great's happening in your life, you're going to go to God. But yes. if it's just kind of humdrum, yeah, I'm getting through my routine. Yes. Things are happening. Are you going to go to God? And like, even if things are okay, you're mm-hmm. never why would you ever go to God in that case? You don't want to mm-hmm. okay, So that's like, where okay. that's your emotion I think it's tied yes. to that because when good things are happening, you're happy. When bad mm-hmm. things are happening, you're sad. When when medium, things are going medium okay. things. <laughs> this is how I think of this in my head, and I, I'm guilty of this. When when things are going okay, it's when, when things are going okay. It's not. I don't. I don't want God to be there because I'm like, no, things are going good. Things are mm-hmm. looking up, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing the best job that I should be doing. But that's why things are okay. <laughs> so if I instead of great, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, no, I'm yeah, I'm saying I'm thinking selfishly and not. Mm-hmm. No, I know what you're in saying. God terms here. I'm thinking like things are going good for me and not necessarily great for me, but good for me. So if I, you know, I don't want things to be like more or You don't worse want things to be different. Better. Yeah. yeah I, things are going okay right now. I'm kind of doing good. You don't want God. to screw that up. Yeah. It's <laughs> like we were at a truce right yeah. now. It's all good. <laughs> oh. So I think that's where like the whole growing in your faith is hard because you get in that like stagnant place yeah, where yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with where yep. I'm at right now, but that's like digging deeper. What yep. can you be thankful for in your stagnant place? If what you're not do growing, you need to dying. work on in your stagnant place? Yes. Yeah. So. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's something, that's one of the only things that I remembered from junior high because we talk so much that I don't remember much. But Kent Martin, that's one thing for sure that stuck in my head was, if you're not growing, you're dying. Other than that, I remember people messing around and talking. <laughs> Me being too like afraid to eighth, tell them to shut up. Sounds like my eighth grade group. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So freshman if you group, want man. more information on this, obviously go to the Bible and read 1 yes. Corinthians um, 12 and 14. Well, okay. Well, I think one last thing we can say about speaking in tongues. So uh, well, um, That's what I'm going to. You know, the G, where Jesus was talking about prayer? No, well, I'll go to that too, but I'm, I okay. was going to read a snippet ahead, from 1 Corinthians 14. Uh, this is verse 13. All right, Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I also will sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? <laughs> it's like, like, this is just funny to me. Like, Paul can make me laugh. Because he just he just sounds sarcastic sometimes uh, in, in the things that he's saying. And that, that I just, I just think that's sarcastic. It's like, yeah, my goodnight. Yeah, no, but um, it's like, dude, if you're not speaking something that somebody will understand, like, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't, they don't get it. And like, I just, yeah, he's like, guys, this should be easy, but it's, yes. <laughs> it's sad that I have to say yeah, this. Well, that's, that's the entire book of First Corinthians. That's so it's true. Like, it's, it's sad I have to say this, but... 
but um, don't have sex with prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Solid yeah. That'll be my next question. <laughs> don't have sex with prostitutes. Oh, man. But no, um, and also... Uh, I- just think of someone just walked in on that snippet. Like, someone was listening to the podcast, and then, like, yeah. their mom walked in <laughs> right as uh, they said that. Just to clarify, that's not what we were talking no. about. No, well, we said don't. <laughs> oh, well, obviously. <laughs> don't do it, so it's fine. No, By okay, no so, means. Yeah, My All right, so. Um, <laughs> but also, it's like, and, and I don't know how, how much of this he's actually meaning, but to, to me, it's like this. It's like, dude... Um, you know, otherwise, if you bless the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how does he know that the prayer is over if you don't say amen? Like, yeah. if you don't, <laughs> you don't say amen in, you know, actual language, how does he know when to stop praying? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> like, how do you know when you're done? It's just, All right, you should go talking. to the, what Jesus you know. said, and then we should... Well, the, there was one, there's one more verse. Um, uh, or... Three more verses. For in, for you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I would rather speak five words with my understanding than I may teach others also than ten thousand words in a tongue. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean the, right there. The it's just to be a thing, guys. It's better to just talk. Yeah. It's, so if it's better to do something else and you're settling with something less, that yes. is sin. Mm-hmm. You're you're not doing good. Good. You know you should do, and instead. Yeah, I mean, that's in James. I'll go to that right now if you guys want me to. I think I know exactly where that is. You should just go to the scripture where Jesus is talking about prayer. All right, well, we'll, you can just talk about it. uh, When Jesus gives us the Lord's prayer, the Lord's prayer in the scripture, in the gospels, he says very clearly, like, don't be like the pagans and heap up empty phrases. You should have meaning behind what you say. And then he's like, and this is how you should pray. If that's the, 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 encouragement that jesus gives us and the commandment that god that jesus gives us to pray like this why do we pray any other way yeah okay, <laughs> obviously so- not to just recite the lord's prayer but like start off by giving thanks to god and then you and but you're always and then you go on the list of okay forgiving your enemies and asking god forgiveness so on and so forth i don't know remember the exact order but I, I, i'll go to it but I'm, I'm just gonna read james it's james four seventeen. right uh therefore to him who does not um who, who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So there's that, and then I'll just go to Matthew 5. Or 6. Matthew 6. I was taught ACTS is the little acronym to remember. Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, Supplication. There you go. Oh, that's that's good. good. Gotcha. Okay, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, hmm. that they may be seen by men. And that's... Right that's there, speaking, that's how that's I see in tongues, yeah. speaking in tongues. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying not that every person... Tongues, praying in tongues. Yeah, praying in tongues, sorry. Um, that's not how I see it, everyone, but everyone I know. <laughs> yes. And, you know, like the, the International Church of Prayer. IHOP. Um, IHOP. International yeah. House of Prayer. And, well, International House of Prayer. Um, and stuff like that. That's all I see is, look at me. Yeah. Um, yeah, surely I say to you, they have their reward. Mm-hmm. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, oh, that doesn't matter, but that's actually a heavy <laughs> verse, too. Mm-hmm. We could go straight into that if you no. want to. Okay. <laughs> we should probably wrap up. Yeah, the we really should. Um, so, yes, this has been the Hodge Podcast, number one. <laughs> Um, it turns out we just talked about Christianity stuff the whole time, but that's oh, okay. Cool we basically just talked a random smattering of theology, so <laughs> you be learned. <laughs> um, and if you disagree with any of this, please let us know in the comments. Oh, yeah. Well, we want to discuss this with you. Because sure. that is learning, is having exactly. the ability of dissent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in just, I mean, check this with the scriptures. Don't just, don't take our word for it. <laughs> Reading rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> look at the look at that the scriptures and the apostles and all that ah, stuff. That's beautiful. Yes. But yeah, so uh, you can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show, and uh, you can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and at our website at Christian Thank you very much for listening. What is our hashtag this week, guys? Hashtag HodgePodgeCast. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's simple enough. All right. Well, you have been witness to the HodgePodgeCast. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a great. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. We had no bloopers that time. <laughs>